you might think just because they're yours, like they might be like you and they're not. Or I mean, some parts, obviously, but they're their own person. So I think even if they're just like carefree, let them be who they are, still guide them, but Mm -hmm. don't try to make them somebody else that they're not. Bridget Garsh, co-founder of Neighbor Schools and your host for Work Like a Mother, a podcast dedicated to real conversations with incredible women juggling work, life, and motherhood. Today, I'm thrilled to sit down with Nadia Fisher, an artist, children's book illustrator, and social justice activist. As a mom to two white boys in a predominantly white neighborhood, I spend a lot of time thinking about how to make them aware of their privilege, how to raise them to be inclusive of everyone, and how to help them grow up anti-racist. Most of the time, I feel totally overwhelmed. I don't know where to begin. I don't always know the right thing to say. I don't feel prepared to answer my three-and-a-half-year-old's questions on race. And I'm reminded every single day that I have so much to learn, which is one of the reasons I'm so grateful to have Nadia to lead the way through her art and her activism. Though Nadia's passion has always been art and film, she took a 15-year hiatus from creating to pursue a career in law. However, when Nadia's daughter, Aria, was born, she was re-inspired to pick back up and make art her career as a powerful way to raise awareness and spark change. Nadia creates vivid, powerful art that centers people of color and messages of social justice, resistance, and hope. Thank you so much for joining me today on Work Like a Mother. Thank you for having me. I'm delighted to hear more about your journey and how you discovered and first learned that you were an artist. When did you first see yourself as an artist and know that that's what you wanted to do? This past year was more when I gained more confidence with it and wanted to, um, I think it was the confidence thing. I mean, I've been drawing my whole life and I, I didn't do art for like 15, 20 years. So after having my daughter, like it brought me back to said, okay, this is something I would like to do. Let's figure it out. And then, yeah, I, I lockdown got me going. <laughs> Was that intentional to take that big break? Did it just organically happen? Um, It was you know, with college and grad school and just working, I didn't have time and I didn't feel creative. And it wasn't something that I guess I never thought about it as something that I would do. Hmm. Um, even though I loved it, it was more of a hobby, I guess. Um, but yeah, it, it, uh, I'm glad that circumstances brought me back to it. So how did you get back into your art after taking such a long break? I forced myself to draw every day hmm. and then that helped boost my confidence and also just realizing that like, this is my style. Like this is, this is what comes out of me. So. 
like I can work on it and try different techniques, but ultimately like this is what I produce. So, so you said you started drawing at this young age and then during that gap, you were working and doing grad school. What were you working on? What did you go to grad school for? Um, I went to law school. <laughs> so <laughs> I was a lawyer. So artist and lawyer and not, not <laughs> the most common pairing. Um, no. um, and I like, I've always been more creative and I, for me, and I wish somebody had, I don't know, guided me to say, just go for what you want instead. Mm. Um, law school was more of a fallback plan. Like, okay, well, if I don't, I wanted to go to film school, but I was like, I'll go to law school first. Cause you know, they tell you, oh, you can do anything with a law degree, mm-hmm. but it's a very expensive degree. <laughs> so you're kind of stuck. Mm. Um, so I kind of wish that I had pursued the creative path first. Um, but I, for me, I also have to look and say, well, things happen for a reason, right? Like I love learning. And even though law school was hard, like it was fascinating in the law, like somehow it, it benefits me <laughs> to, to have that knowledge and stuff. So well, in my mind, you you're such a, your art is so connected to your social justice work as well. Do you think that law and that law background also played a part in in your social justice advocacy? Um, I think this is always who I've been, but then because mm-hmm. I think like 2020 seemed to be a year of like a lot more people mm-hmm. realized. A systemic race, like the impact that it actually has. Mm-hmm. But I think a lot of people advocating for social justice have known this for a really long time, but haven't gotten the audience or haven't been taken seriously until recently. I was quiet <laughs> for a long time. Like I didn't say anything. I mean, you know, my house and with friends, but um, nothing much. You kind of go through life and try to I guess, make it despite the systemic racism. So I didn't want to speak up, but the art actually helped me find my voice. And I said, you know what? I don't want, I don't care anymore. Like, I'm just going to say it. (laughs) And you've, you've written about how, and you just said at the start of this conversation, how um, having a child really helped you return to your art, what were some of those motivations? What were you thinking as you now had this little one that, and how did it bring you to your creativity? Um, It just gave me more time to, to, I guess, relax. So I wasn't like in work mode and always having to think about other things. So I had more time to relax and bring back a creative side. And I felt like I could do something with that because I didn't want to return. I, I stopped working when I had my daughter. Okay. Um, and I knew I didn't want to return to the legal field. So were you practicing law when you had your daughter? Um, up until eight months pregnant. That wasn't for me. Like that just wasn't my path. <laughs> 
So I'm glad that things happened the way they did and that I got to think about what I wanted to do. Did that happen right after you had her or was it a a slower building? Yeah, it was much slower. I think, you know, I was focused on her. I was like, okay, I just want to give her all of my attention and wanted to be there with her. And I was just, I was, um, you know, at home. Um, And I'm sure other mothers go through it, but I kind of, at some, like, as wonderful as that is, that feeling is, um, I also felt like I was losing a little part of myself. Mm -hmm. Like, I didn't know who I was anymore because I'm, you know, I put everybody else first. Mm -hmm. So I was like, well, what do I want? I'm like, I don't know who I am anymore (laughs) because I'm mom and that's wonderful. But for me, I didn't want to be just mom. I wanted to be Nadia too. So um, it took a couple of years to just dive back into it and figure it out and um, say, okay, I'll try something with art, like anything. Can you talk a little bit about how you create your art now? Where do you find your inspiration and what is the technique that you use? Um, so now I do it more digitally on, um, my iPad and an app called Procreate. So I, I draw on paper first cause I'm still, that's where I'm more comfortable. Um, then I take a picture and color it in on the mm. iPad. Um, I, <laughs> and I have projects that I don't share on Instagram. Um, so for Instagram, I try to do something fast that I can do in an hour or two. Sometimes it takes me longer, but that's the goal. So that's how it ends up just being a, like a portrait, like a graphic tee mm-hmm. portrait. Um, and I, my inspiration is, uh, I think I try to find, I try to address an issue and that's the message I put on the tee or somewhere on the canvas. And um, I draw mostly uh, women of color because I want them, I want, I guess, to normalize seeing women of color in art. And I want people that, women of color, to look at my art and see, be able to see themselves also. I think I read somewhere that you also have done illustrations for children's book in part inspired by your daughter. Yes. Um, That's what I would like to do. Ultimately write my own book. Um, I have illustrated a book um, for an author and we're still finishing it up and I'm working on another um, children's book now for someone else. Um, So that's like what I where my heart is, <laughs> just to be able to tell stories and inspire kids. And what is her reaction to all of your art? She is such a little cheerleader and I love it because she she goes and introduces me to, we saw a friend at this big park and I'd never met the friend's mom. She was like, oh, my mom's an artist too. And I'm like, okay, thank you. <laughs> 
It's like, she's on Instagram. I'm like, okay. <laughs> How can people find your art? How can they bring it into their own homes and, and off just their screens? Um, I have an Etsy, which is, uh, it's just my sh- Instagram name. So it's Aria Del Sole. Um, one word there. Um, when I'm, don't have big projects. Mm-hmm. I also do commissions too. And where did that Instagram handle come from? Aria is my daughter's name. <laughs> I think I think we have a, oh. a guest. <laughs> okay, excuse me. Yeah, of course. Totally understand. Okay, just a moment, please. Bye. Bye, Ellen. I love you. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Don't you have class? Okay. She's supposed to be in class right now. We, I totally, I totally get it. And I love how they use this like stall tactic of, oh, I, I need one more hug or I love you or this. And you're like, well, I can't say no, right? <laughs> right. Like then you're just heart is breaking inside. Like they're very smart about oh, yeah. how I can get another 30 seconds of, mm-hmm. of you before I have to leave. Yes. Yes. So you were saying a little bit about where the oh. name of your Instagram handle comes from. Oh, you saw my daughter. Yes. <laughs> it was Aria. And then um, I'm, my mom's Italian. So, and so literally Aria means air. Hmm. Um, and then del sole, it means of the sun. I just want my art to, I guess, bring some joy and sunshine and hope into whoever comes across it, I guess. Did you always know that you wanted to have a child? Yes. My mom still tells me the story. I think I was five or something. I was like, I want a hundred (laughs) children. And she was like, that's a lot. I'm like, yeah. And then I need a hundred plates and a hundred four. Oh my gosh. I can't do that. (laughs) But I always wanted um, children. I was hoping for a daughter because I have I have two younger brothers, and I was like, why can't I have a sister? <laughs> so, but either way, it works out. Like she's she's wonderful. I love that you were such a planner, even at five, right? You weren't, you jumped immediately from, I'm going to have a hundred children to, I'm going to need a hundred plates and like the checklist of things that you were going to need. That's, that's amazing. Has, and I can imagine that this applies in your life today. How do you find time for your art? Maintain this active presence on social media, run the business um, side of your, your art. How do you make all that come together? Uh, I tell people I don't sleep (laughs) and I probably don't get as much as I should. Um, It's hard. Like I, honestly, it's really hard to, um, and there are many days that I feel I get like mom guilt mm. um, because and it's usually closer to deadlines when I'm like have a lot to do um, that I'm not able to be 
as present with my daughter as I want to, mm-hmm. or as I feel like maybe she needs. And, you know, my husband is like, well, you're doing a great job. And my best friend is like, you're doing a great job. And I'm like, but I don't feel like I am. Um, so it's definitely hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm trying, I'm still trying to find a good balance. Um, whether that means taking less work, like fewer commis- commissions. Because um, I'm like, oh, I can, somebody wants something. Like, let me, <laughs> I can fit it in. And, but now I have two, like I'm working right now on two large projects. And sometimes people will ask, oh, can, I was wondering if you could illustrate such and such. And like, I can't, I want to, and I probably could, but then I wouldn't. I literally wouldn't sleep. So um, it's just trying to figure out how much time I need uh, to illustrate. Cause I do it. I feel like I'm drawing all day and that's not really ideal. <laughs> um, so I, I'm like, I do a lot at night after she goes to bed Um, and I do a lot while she's in, uh, remote learning right now. Mm -hmm. So, and that's like, even when she goes back into the classroom at some point (laughs) when the pandemic is over, um, I hope to just be able to fit things in and still be able to get her like the attention that she needs and the activities that we do together and um, so yeah, it's, I'm still trying to find the balance and it's hard. And, um, I want to say that can do it all, but I feel like you can't do everything. So do you think you'll find your way back to film? Um, I don't know. Uh, it would be nice if I did, I would like for now I just want to explore storytelling in any way I can Mm -hmm. and I think uh with children's books that's one way of doing it I want to also just help um I guess make stories to help kids feel more confident about Mm -hmm. themselves and in whatever way I can that's a really beautiful mission and and vision that you have for for your work and for the future it's such a meaningful impact no thank you So if you could go back in time, Mm -hmm. what advice would you give to your pre-mom self? Enjoy the moments and to give myself grace. Mm. Each kid is their own (laughs) little person. And no matter, like, even if the, parents have certain traits like they will be whoever they are and just don't dim their spirit but kind of go with the flow so like that it's not harder on yourself trying to figure out like why this kid is doing something different than you imagined in your head like it's just just go with the flow because you can't plan Mm -hmm. any of it well and earlier you shared how from the moment she was born, she was her own person. She was yeah. breaking out of that swaddle and she had her own opinions about yeah. how she was going to sleep or whether yeah. she was going to be held. And 
Yes. It's really amazing when you think of how at birth, yeah, it's not like in my mind, I thought, okay, yeah, that comes right. Like that at some point they become their own person. Right. But that is from literally minute one. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, definitely. I'm well, you sure. said something just a minute ago that was to not dim, dim their spirit. What do you mean by that? I think sometimes we feel like children should behave a certain way, mm-hmm. but I also grew up in the eighties. So I was outside all the time, mm-hmm. unsupervised, like not dying. <laughs> Basically I'm like our parents were like, okay, go out, don't die. Right. So I think I had more freedom and now our, um, I think we're more careful with our kids. <laughs> so we want them, oh, don't do this and don't do that. Or you might think just because they're yours, like they might be like you and they're not. Or I mean, some parts obviously, but they're their own person. So I think even if they're just like carefree, let them be who they are, still guide them, but mm-hmm. don't try to make them somebody else that they're not. It's so interesting because I, it reminds me, hearing you say this reminds me of my son is very, my older son is very strong-willed. He's three and a half. So he's also like in the mm-hmm. age where they're yes. developing that muscle, I guess, <laughs> or mechanism, but he's incredibly independent and he's very strong-willed. And I feel like I'm constantly walking this line where I think, these are skills I actually want him to have later in life. I want him to write, stand up for what he believes in and be his own person and just not right now when it's time for <laughs> bath and bedtime. And it's right. this real like struggle in my mind. And so when you just said, yes, you don't want to dim their spirit, it really resonated with me and how I think about how can I, teach him to be a cooperative team player (laughs) person who is a good listener and, and, um, you know, works as part of the family yet Mm -hmm. also foster that independence and without dimming it and without, you know, enforcing my own, no, it's my way. And this is the way we're going to do it. It's it's really hard. It's so hard. It's, I mean, cause my daughter is very strong-willed and very passionate. Mm-hmm. And so like, she'll get upset. And I'm just like, I, I, I don't know what's like, this is not how we communicate. <laughs> really. right. So I'm constantly trying to tell her like, it's okay to have these emotions. I don't care if you're mad at me, mm-hmm. but we're not going to talk to people <laughs> this way. Like, so it, and also like, I want her to be assertive, which is mm-hmm. great. Cause she's, she's very sweet and kind and caring. So I don't want people to take advantage of her. Mm. So I want her to be able to speak up for herself. And she does at home very well. (laughs) But I notice also like just listening in on her um, Zoom calls, like she is standing up for herself, even though Sometimes I feel like I crush her a little bit, <laughs> being like, no, you can't do that. So it, 
hopefully that still comes through like whatever we do. Mm-hmm. But yeah, finding the, I guess, ways to guide them mm-hmm. while not crushing them <laughs> is hard. Yeah, I think it's so, it's really challenging. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Nadia, I could talk to you for ages. Um, thank you so much for spending time with me and sharing your journey and your your story. Um, your art is incredible. It's really, really amazing. Um, I confess that I went down a deep rabbit hole because <laughs> I just was soaking in all of your incredible images. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me also. Of course. Work Like a Mother is produced by Neighbor Schools. Neighbor Schools is a startup in Boston that I co-founded in 2018 to help parents find daycare. As a first-time parent, finding childcare can feel scary and intimidating. At Neighbor Schools, we help you find daycare you'll feel really good about so you can go back to work with the peace of mind that your little one is getting the socialization, support, and stimulation they need to learn and grow. We've helped thousands of moms and dads figure out the daycare search. Check us out at neighborschools.com and when you get in touch, mention that you discovered us on the podcast. Thanks for joining me today. We'll see you next time.